be thou near me. My every call. I hear. Yeah, yeah. 
thy praise. in the house. I feel him. I feel him. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt That's all. He, I'm just celebrating because he kept me. <laughs> Should have been dead and in my grave, but he kept me. Bye. 
got a head start on you. <laughs> I woke up this morning with my mind stayed <laughs> on, on I, I, I really couldn't wait till I got here. <laughs> got, a, got a jump on y'all. So y'all, hopefully before we end up, y'all can catch up here. Amen, amen. Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 29. Jeremiah chapter 29. I want to begin reading at verse 8. These words you will find. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither hearken to your dreams which he calls to be dreamed. For they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good words toward you in causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Amen. Amen. I want to talk for a few minutes from this subject. It's all in his plan. It's all in his plan. For I know the thoughts that I have, that I think toward you. For most of us, very early in life, based on the things that we see and the things that we experience, places we go, they sort of shape us for what we want our future to look like. 
very early in life. You can ask a child, you can ask a child, what do you want to be when you grow up? And in most cases, without any hesitation, they will tell you in their little minds, their little minds are already made up, they've already formulated in their little minds a plan for what their life is going to be. And we spend a good portion of our lives striving to get life into that perfect place that we have envisioned, that perfect place that all of our lives we thought that we would be. When I look back over my plan, when I look back over my life and look at the plans that I had, look back over the things that I thought that was going to happen in my life, and when I look now at some of the things that have occurred, I wonder where my list went. I, 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 any, am I anybody else? Yeah, yeah, when I look back at what I thought was going to happen, then, then I look at some of the things that have occurred that were not on my list, like being up here. <laughs> that wasn't on my list nowhere. But when I look back, that, that says to me that there must be somewhere a set of plans for my life that I didn't know nothing about. Well, y'all hear me? There must be somewhere a master plan that somebody didn't run by me. In studying this text from the book of Jeremiah, my eyes have been opened further. Open to the fact that that is a master plan for the lives of every believer. There's a master plan for every life, and that plan is bigger than any plan that you might have for yourself. In fact, in fact, contrary to what many are teaching and what many believe, this life really ain't about what you won't know how. I just said something right there. This life is really not about anything you want to accomplish and anything that you desire. I know that we use this text and we use it to encourage people in future decisions and we try to help people get over situations and struggle and they yeah yeah and whatever they might be going through we're trying to help somebody prosperity preachers they they use it over and over again to attempt to make everybody believe that God intends for everybody to be filthy rich are y'all hearing me but it would do us well today to look at the text in its proper context. We will leave here today knowing that this life is bigger than our individual ambitions. We'll leave here knowing today that, yeah, this life is really has more, this text has really more application to all of our lives than many of us think. Read the text, and you'll find these to be the words of Jeremiah. Jeremiah, that weeping prophet, that prophet who cried all the time, who had a message that nobody wanted to hear. Yeah, yeah, how Jeremiah had come to a point of frustration and weeping because the people would not listen to what he had to say, although he was God's representative. But now, all that Jeremiah had tried to tell them, all that he had tried to show them was coming to pass now. That's why you don't have to argue about stuff. Because if God says that it's coming. And now, all that God had said is coming to pass. The city has been attacked. It's been invaded by Babylon. Their city has been laid to waste. Solomon's beautiful temple has been torn down. The wall around the city is completely destroyed. And not only that, the people have been carried away into Babylon as slaves. But although the people had time 
they, 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 although the people had time and time broken that covenant of God, they had time and time again broken the covenant they made with God to serve him and to serve him only, although they had left him and although they had gone after the gods of Baal, although they had not kept that covenant with God, somehow they had been spoiled by his faithfulness. They had not kept that covenant with him, but somehow God had a history of keeping his covenant. God had a history of doing exactly what he said he would do. God had a history of coming through for them in a time of trouble. And sometimes I think we get spoiled by God. He's so merciful and he's so graceful to come and deliver us from so much. Sometimes, if you're not careful, you'll take it for granted. When they went bondage in Egypt, he brought them out of that. They got trapped at the Red Sea. He got them out of that. Y'all hearing this? He drove out their enemies and saw them safely into the promised land. Judah was invaded by the Assyrian army and the Lord sent an angel and killed 185,000 soldiers and set them free every time God came through. So they sort of gotten used to God bailing them out. Sort of took it for granted. He'll, he'll be here directly. Sort of took it for granted. So when Babylon invaded Jerusalem and carried them away, they had it in their mind that here we go again. They had it in their mind that it won't be long before God is going to step in and work things out just like he always does. But not only was that their thinking, not only were they thinking like that, there was a prophet around there, another prophet by the name of Hananiah who was feeding that stuff. They, they, they thought, well, this will be over in a little bit. Hananiah, that prophet, another prophet, he was feeding that kind of thinking by telling them, yes, we're in captivity, but it ain't going to last but a couple of years. Yeah, he's preaching this now. Je Jeremiah's has a whole different message. He's saying, we're going to be here a long time. Y'all might well settle in. He's saying, ah, oh, it'll be over in a couple of years. It'll be a couple. Of, guess which one of them was the most popular preacher? <laughs> guess, guess which one folk really wanted to hear the most? Are y'all hearing me? One said two years. The other said 70 years. He says, this is going to be over in a couple of years. Read chapter 28, and you'll see that this prophet stood in direct opposition to Jeremiah. Jeremiah told them that you're going to be here for 70 years. Chapter 29 is actually a letter from Jeremiah that was sent to the captives in chapter 29 and verse 4. Thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Unto all that are carried away captives, whom I have caused to be carried from Jerusalem to Babylon. Look at verse 6. Take ye wives, go, on, go ahead and get married, and beget sons and daughters, and give your daughters husbands, that they may bear sons and daughters, that you may increase there and not diminish. <laughs> you hear me? Yeah, one saying you're going to be going in two years. Uh, the, the other preacher saying, I tell you what, you better go on and get married. <laughs> and better have some children and let them get married. Yeah, yeah, because you're going to be here for a while. Yeah, and my aim and the aim of God is that while you're here, you won't be diminished. <laughs> that you'll increase and not, are y'all hearing me? Oh, you got to go through it. But you're going to be all right when you come out so that you will not be diminish you may be in a bad place but my desire is that you be all right in that place y'all ain't hearing me you may be in a bad place but my desire is that you not be diminished in that place in other words Jeremiah saying to the people don't put your lives on hold just because you're going through a bad situation I just said something right there. Don't put your lives on hold just because. Don't wait 
and get married. Don't wait to have children. Go ahead and live your lives, although everything is not what you want it to be. In essence, God is saying, this is all a part of my plan. This is all a part of my plan. You may as well embrace it and make the best of this time you got here. Get this, get this. They're at the lowest point of their lives. They're at a low point. And God says to them, don't worry. It's all a part of my plan. Can I talk to somebody up in here today? who may be thinking that you're in the lowest point of your life right now. You think you can't see a light nowhere, but let me assure you that God knows where you are. Don't you be so quick to write it off as the devil. God has a plan, and God is working that plan. In other words, you're in a tough place. You're not where you desire to be, but I've got plans for you right where you are right now. And let me just throw this in, my brothers and sisters, just like his chosen people found themselves living in a strange land that was not their home. Those of us who are saved, guess what? We're in a strange land. We're in a strange place. We're in a strange, those of us who are called by his name, we are living in a strange world. I wonder if I got a witness here. This world is not my home. But according to his word, I might as well make the best of it. I didn't come here to stay. Uh huh. I didn't come here to say, but according to the word, I may as well make the best of it because it's all a part of his plan. Strange enough, just like they, just like he said, just like they would be there. He, they, he said, "You're going to be here." 70 years, I was in, in researching and in reading. I thought it strange that number 70 years, same word that Moses in his prayer in Psalm 90, he said that our life expectancy is three score and 10, 70, 70 years. I, I, I believe that his word to us then is as pilgrims in this barren land, about 70 years, <laughs> I believe his word to us is that we need to make the best of this. Are you hearing me? This life ain't going to, are you hearing me? It seems, it, it, it gets heavy sometimes. Sometimes your burdens are hard to bear, but I believe he's telling you, make the best of it. This ain't the end. Make the best of it. It's all a part of the plan. But this brings us to the portion of the text that I want to point out. This morning we'll go home. It is in this context that God speaks to all his people through Jeremiah. And this is the statement. And I want to read it in several versions here. King James says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace to give you an expected end. English Standard Version says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future of hope. The New Living Translation says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, they are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future of hope. Then you got the new international version, which seems to be the one that everybody likes. The theme of prosperity. This is the theme of the prosperity movement. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And many, many, especially in that movement, they take that and they use it be a whole lot of stuff that God never meant. <laughs> they, they take it and they use it to make it mean something and try to, try to they, you see, in its context, it's not being spoken to get somebody to plant a seed offering. I just said something like that. In its context, 
is not being spoken to try to take up an offering or encouraging an individual who, may, yeah, to, who might be going through something. It's not, that ain't it. In its context, it is spoken to God's chosen people as a whole, all of us. It's spoken to everyone who claims to be his child. The whole of this chapter 29 is God through Jeremiah refuting these words, these words of Hananiah. He's refuting this false prophet who falsely prophesied that they're only going to be here for two years. And if you read this letter, you'll find that the letter is a mixture of good news and bad news. The bad news is that you have been told that you will only be here in Babylon for two years. The truth is, you'll be here for 70 years. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, he said to them, yeah, since, since we're trying to straighten this thing out, he's talking to the people of God. He says, as a matter of fact, a whole lot of you who are alive here are never going to make it back home. You're never going to get back. But the good news is that even in your captivity, even though you are exiled and in a strange land, God says, it's all a part of my plan. That's the good news. It's all a part of my plan. So don't put your lives on hold. Don't wait around to get married. Don't wait around to have children. Go ahead and live your lives. It's all in the plan. As tough as it is. It's all a part of my plan to get you where I want you to be. So just embrace it and make the best of it. So my brothers and my sisters, the fact that God has a plan for us does not mean that there won't be struggles along the way. Say it one more time. The fact that he has a plan and you belong to him, he has a, that does not mean there will not be struggles along the way. It does not mean that there won't be trouble sometimes. It does not mean that, that, yeah, yeah, that sometimes you won't have to go through a storm. It just means that it's all in the plan. You see, many, many of the plans that I've made for myself never came to pass. I got some good news. God's plan never fails. So even as we go through, even as we go through, we ought to be encouraged by the knowledge that it's all in God's plan for me to get me to an expected end. Ain't no surprise here. I know where I'm going. I know how this, are y'all hearing me? I know how this thing is going to end. May seem rough sometimes. May seem like hell is breaking loose sometimes. It may seem like life is spinning out of control, but it's all in the plan to get you to his expected end. That's why our foreparents, that's why our foreparents, and 187 years ago, you could hear them around here singing, I believe I'll run on. See what the end going to be. Because there's something. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. There's something at the end. There's a waiting for me. I'm almost through. I had a, had a white funeral director ask me one time. You know, he started now taking bodies, color, and uh White funeral director asked me one time, he says, I hope I don't offend you, but I've got a question. He says, I, I've noticed that when I, when I handle black funerals, the atmosphere is totally different from, from my white customers. So I've noticed that, that when there is a black funeral, the black funeral is always upbeat and it's always full of joy always full of celebration and I hope I don't I hope I don't offend you he said but I just feel like I could ask you that I want to know what what is that what what does that and here's my response so first of all sir you are, you need to understand this 
not, not all black funerals are like that. <laughs> That's the first thing you do. You're not, 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 not sure how many black funerals you've done, but all black funerals are not like that. There are some who die without hope. Y'all ain't hearing me. There are some who die without a blessed hope and some who die without accepting God's plan, some who die without accepting God's redemption. And so all of them ain't like that. But to those who die in the Lord, y'all ain't hear me. Those who are a part of the plan, those who are in that blessed hope because we believe. We believe with all of our hearts that there is a better day ahead. I wonder if I got a witness here. I believe with everything I got that there is a better day ahead. We just believe that God's word is true and that God has a plan where all of this, for where all of this is going to end up. God has and expected in. It's all in the plan. You see, my brothers and sisters, uh, while you're going through this strange land, you will come to realize uh, that you can't make it by yourself. Verse 12 says uh, that you will call on me and you will pray under me. And God says, I will hear you. Are y'all hearing me? And read on down. God says, really, that's what this is all about. I want to get back on speaking terms. You're going through what you're going through uh, because I'm waiting for us to get back on speaking terms. And I wonder if I got a witness in the house. Uh, that if you call on the Lord, uh, if you call on the Lord, uh, you will get an answer. So I close this morning uh, by telling you that God has a plan. And while we may not understand uh, every bit of God's plan, uh, he knows what plans uh, he has for us. So I close by saying that you just stay uh, with the plan. You may have to cry sometimes, uh, but stay with the plan. You may not understand sometimes, uh, but stay with the plan. Uh, heart may ache sometimes, uh, but stay uh, with God's plan. Uh, because there is uh, an expected end. Uh, and the expected end, uh, God sent his son uh, to secure. Yeah, an expected end. Uh, for you and for me he came he came and from the beginning he already knew how it was going to end he came to die and he did die on an old rugged cross but even then there was an expected end I heard him say this temple down and in three days uh, I'll build it back uh, there is uh, an expected end uh, they hung him uh, on a cross uh, he hung his head uh, and he died they laid him uh, in a borrowed tomb uh, but I'm glad there is uh, an expected end uh, early Sunday morning, uh, he got up, uh, he got up, uh, all power is in his hand, hold on, uh, just a little while longer, hold on, uh, just a little while longer, yeah, everything, uh, one of us got a witness here, yeah, everything uh, will be alright, yes, yeah, there is a bright side somewhere. There is a bright side somewhere. Don't you rest until you find it. Oh, yeah, there is a bright side. Yes. 
That's the bright side. It's mighty dark sometimes. Mighty drill sometimes. But I come by to tell you, that's a bright That's a bright side. That's why I show up here. That's why I keep coming here telling y'all, this, this ain't it. This, this, this ain't it. This, that's something better than this. That's a, that's a bright side. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, I love it. Somewhere. Uh-huh. Don't you rest um, till you find it. There's a bright side. Yeah. Somewhere. Come on, y'all. Oh, there's a bright side somewhere. There's a bright side somewhere. Oh, don't you rest. Within, within 
amen, yes. amen. We, oh, yes. We thank our God. Oh, yes. Because it doesn't matter how dark the day gets. It doesn't matter how much the clouds roll in because somewhere there is brightness. That, 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 that I know it's been gloomy the last several days, but all you have to do is look for a break in the clouds and somewhere beyond the darkness there is the sun and I, you ought to thank God for the S-U-N in your life when it's dark on the outside but there is another sun the S-O-N who all in my life when things are dark and there is no hope I can look to the sky because there's always a break in the sky sun came down gave his life died one Friday but early Sunday morning he got up there is your bright side. <laughs> Lift your hand and thank God because you always yeah, got a bright yeah, side. Yeah. Stand on your feet, stand on your feet. This is the great invitation that we have. That sin cast a dark shadow on our life. But there is somebody who has come to lift very darkness off our life that this present darkness has no power over us. There is hope beyond hope in Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wherever you are, wherever you may be right now, there is hope for you. That the Bible simply says that you have to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Yeah, yeah. A translation is your day will get brighter if you believe in him. You just have to trust that God sent his only son, that the son died in your place and gave himself for you. If you trust that hope, you have salvation today. So in the room or wherever you may be, online, virtually, we invite you to trust that very hope and understand that there is brightness. Somebody come on and give your life to him. Somewhere Come on, somebody. There's a bright side somewhere. Don't you rest <laughs> until you find it. Let us pray, let us pray. Lord, we've come to let the world know that no matter how dark it may get, no matter there may be dark political forces, there may be dark forces all around us, but we understand that in the Bible there is somebody who's beyond the darkness. There's somebody who can actually speak to the darkness and remove it and bring light into this day. And we know him to be our Savior and our Lord, Jesus the Christ. Lord, we pray for somebody right now, for a bereaved family who've had to deal with the darkness of death. We pray that you can look unto the hills from which cometh your help because all your help comes from the Lord who is the maker of the heavens and the earth. We pray, Lord, for the darkness of depression right now, Lord, that somebody feels down in their soul, but down there is hope that there is glory and there is brightness in Jesus Christ. Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up for the King of glory can come into your life. Lord, there's darkness all around us, but we thank you that you sent us the light which is in Jesus Christ. That he is the very light of this world. He is the glory of God. And if you can trust him and give your life unto him, he will save your soul. So, Lord, we ask now that we pray for the dark soul to be smeared and covered all over with the light which is in Jesus Christ. That somebody who doesn't know who he is in the free pardon of their sin would give their lives unto him. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We trust you. Even now, even in the darkness of this pandemic, 
But Lord, we can see that there is still somewhere to look and brightness still can be found. In the matchless and mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And we ask every prayer unto him who is able to do above, exceedingly above all that we can ask or we think in his name. The name that has power to lift the burdened soul in his name. Jesus, we pray. Amen. Why don't we give God praise in his house? Just bless his holy name. We thank God for his word. Thank God for what his word is in our lives and how his word continues to enrich us and make us better to live this life even in this troubled world. It's all a part of the plan. Thank God for each one of you. Let me just take this opportunity to thank all of you for your presence, those who are in the house. Uh, it's wonderful to be able to see people now able to come back in. And thank you so much for following all the rules. Uh, we, are, we're not, we are not without rules, but we thank God for each one of you. Thank you for coming and thank you for sharing and, and doing exactly what you're supposed to do. I, I, uh, I felt like I, I needed to explain to you all I you see me with this mask, I have a real problem with this, this mask, but I want everybody to wear one, and that's why I hold mine up. I, I want them, but I got a, I've got this thing on, I've got hearing aids on, and I got glasses on. <laughs> and, and so in the effort to try to take my mask off, I end up taking off hearing aid, glasses, and everything. So, so I, that, that's why you see me struggling. I'm not being disobedient. <laughs> I'm just trying trying my best to keep what I need on and what 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 I need off off. So thank you so much for just following directions and doing. I want us to be in prayer. Uh, we have a young family. Uh, Tony Smith, Anthony Smith, passed away this week, and uh, this is a younger family, a newer family uh, in our church family. Here is an opportunity for us. Uh, they are in our church family, and. Uh, I want us to do as we do church family. This is an opportunity for us to show the love of Jesus, an opportunity for them to see how church works. Uh, Tony passed away on Friday, Friday, Thursday, on Thursday, and I'm not sure of any arrangements yet, but just, just keep your ears open so that we can be of support. Now we can't. We're in a pl place right now where all of us can't come. We can't always be here to support, but please call the office and get whatever information you can so that we might just show our love. Um, we, they, they, people need support when they go through these kinds of things, so let's just call Rashonda. Uh, that's his wife, Smith. Uh, call, get, the, get their information, and let's just stay in touch with them and help them through this period. Amen? Spirit of safety and security, we continue to just exit this door and fellowship outside. Thank you so much for your obedience in this matter. Uh, we continue to, 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 to uh, do what we can to keep each other safe. Deacon, that's your sir. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, good morning, church. Uh, it's good to be in the house of the Lord one more time. All right. Amen. I come to, on behalf of the entire congregation, 
to officially welcome you, uh, to officially wish you a happy birthday. <laughs> Bless you. I know your birthday was on the 28th, but happy birthday. I think it ain't, it don't feel official until we sing it. Amen. Would you have me? <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Pastor. Happy <laughs> I, I, I want to say thank you to the congregation for your uh, well wishes that you've sent to Pastor and all your gifts and uh, many of which you sent through the mail, a few which came through Givelify, which I hold in my hand, and I'll present those <laughs> to you in just a moment. But there is a card also, and um, since you're a little bit older than I am, I'll, I'll read it for you. You can rest your eyes. <laughs> Keep on living. Amen. For someone special, if life is measured by the way we live, the way we serve, the way we give, if life is measured by the words we say, the love expressed along the way, if life is measured by the smiles we share, the kindness, the way we care, then your life's measure is clearly known, for these are all the things you've shown. Thank God for the blessing that you are to our church family on your birthday from your Salem family. Amen. Thank you. God bless you, sir. <laughs> bless you, sir. Thank you so much. God bless. People don't have to be nice. And whenever people are kind and show kindness, just good manners. Even if you ain't got good religion, you ought to have good manners. And it's just good manners to say thank you. And I do thank you all for this. I thank you for all of the kind gestures and so much has been sent to the house and so, so many different expressions. I just thank you. I just didn't realize that growing old could be so much fun. <laughs> Amen. I just thank God. I thank God for another year. God has allowed me to see 71 and Deacon Reeves. I can still see a little bit. I, <laughs> this is an ongoing joke here. It's ongoing, ongoing. My deacons, my deacons, uh, many of them, not all of them, most of them are younger than me. But uh, uh, let, let me just share this and we'll go home. Uh, we all had the same barber at one time. The bar <laughs> we go to the barber shop and we all had the same barber. So. One, one day I went into the barber shop, and I, I, I can't remember if it was Deacon Peters or Deacon, Deacon Reeves, but I, I went into the barber shop, and there was all this white hair on the floor. <laughs> and I said to Gene Gregory, I said, uh, I said, who been here, Santa Claus? <laughs> he said, no, Deacon Reeves. <laughs> Amen, amen. God be with you till we God be with you till we meet again. <laughs>
There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.